live on American Family Radio. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the nation's number one show for you as a family caregiver. More than 65 million Americans right now are taking care of a vulnerable loved one, somebody with a chronic impairment, somebody who is dealing with Alzheimer's or somebody who's dealing with autism. doesn't matter. Whatever their situation is, there's always a caregiver. How are you feeling? How are you doing? What's going on with you? 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. If you want to be a part of the show, whatever is on your heart to share, we do have a topic that we introduce every week, and we talk about it usually with a song that, that connects to that topic. But I, I, uh, I always want to stop in case you're dealing with something that is just, you know, if it's off, it's never off topic if you're a caregiver. Whatever's going on with you, that's what we want to talk about as it relates to the caregiving world for those of us who are doing this. Now, I'm in my 35th year as a caregiver through a, a medical nightmare, still going on, still doing it. I am right here in the trenches with it. But these are things that I've learned over a lifetime, and I want to offer a lifeline to fellow caregivers. You don't have to go through some of the quagmires that I did. And this is how we strengthen one another. This is how we build each other up. We get stronger. We uh, pull together. We learn from each other. We, we, I, I, do a, um, I, I lead a caregiver support group out here where we live in, in the Rockies out in Montana, the little church where I serve as a music minister down in the valley. And uh, we sit around the table and we just, over a cup of coffee, throw out ideas and strengthen one another. We, we, we don't have this crazy agenda where we got to just make sure we plow through something. Whatever's on our hearts, whatever's on our mind. I speak fluent caregiver, and we want to extend that to you all here. This is a place where you can come and speak in your language as a caregiver and be heard in your language as a caregiver. And that's uh, that's the whole purpose of this show as we do this to strengthen one another and point each other to Christ. All right, I'm going to step over to the caregiver keyboard. The caregiver keyboard, for those of you new to the show, and there are people always joining the show each week, uh, I like to go to the keyboard and just play a song that is going to connect to the topic that I want to discuss today. And hopefully, if nothing else, you can remember the tune and it'll go through your mind throughout the day and help anchor you as you face whatever you're going to be facing today. And we, of course, start the show early in the morning. A lot of caregivers are up, but their loved ones are not necessarily up. (coughs) Excuse me, that's not COVID, that's hay fever. I was out mowing yesterday, so don't, don't be alarmed. And don't put a mask over your radio. All right, going over to the caregiver keyboard. All right, here's our song for today. If you know this song, you feel free to call in 888-589-8840. Now, I'm just going to play the chorus. This is almost too easy. It's almost too easy. But that's okay because it's a great song.
That is our caregiver song of the day, and it's going to play into what we are going to talk about today. Now, I want to go. To, I also want to give you this scripture. We'll tie all these things in together. Again, if you have something that is a bit off this topic, that's okay. We'll we'll talk about it to the best of our abilities here. Psalm one twenty seven one through two. Now you know this scripture, at least the first half. I wonder if you know the back half of it. Psalm one twenty seven one through two. I'm going to read in the New American Standard version first. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. Okay, you're familiar with that one. But now, look at look at verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Okay, I don't know if you've connected those two thoughts together, but let's go back up to look at, listen to it in the message. Sometimes I go and read the message. I, I read it in several different translations to make sure I'm really grasping the nuances of this. If God doesn't build the house, the builders only build shacks. If God doesn't guard the city, the night watchman might as well nap. It is useless to rise up early, to rise early and go to bed late and work your fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? All right. Now, what does that have to do with being a caregiver? When I think about what we do every day, and my question is to you, are you building this? Are you working yourself as the scripture says, work your worried fingers to the bone. Unless God is doing this, the builders only build shacks. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. If God doesn't guard the city, the night watchman might as well nap. Or, as the New American Standard says, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keep keeps uh, the watchman keeps awake. In vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. It is useless to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? Now, how many of you all are working your worried fingers to the bone? How many of you all are pushing yourself to inhuman levels to do this. That's what we want to discuss today on how to push back against that. Now, you may think it's one thing. Well, we just stop worrying. We just kind of get our heads on straight and stop worrying and whatever. And and no, it's, it's a little bit more involved than that. It's a little bit more intentional than that. And I want to spend some time on that today because I, I get that. I've done that. I've, I would, you know, push myself till late in the night, get up early in the morning. I mean, even before coming on the show today, you know, I'm doing laundry and all kinds of things. I, I get the feeling as a caregiver, laundry is is still probably the, one of the most time-consuming things that we do. But it, But it is useless to do that, Scripture says, and work your worried fingers to the bone. Now take a moment 
and look down at your worried fingers. Okay, do they look worried? Do your hands look worried? It's useless to do this. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? And that's the message that is going to permeate throughout this show today and really through all of our shows. Because unless the Lord is doing this and building this in your life, in my life, all this work that we're doing is vain. All of this is for naught. It said it's it's useless for, for the night watchman. He might as well just take a nap. So what do we do about this? How do we counteract that feeling that, that, that pushes us? How do we speak to ourselves in the middle of the night when we're having a late night conversation with the ceiling fan? What does that look like? 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. If you know the song, if you want to weigh in on this topic, this is Peter Rosenberger. This is Hope for the Caregiver. We'll be right back. Here are Tim and Riley Wildman for the AFA Foundation. Riley, what is your title? The director of AFA Foundation. One of the best ways you can have income for the rest of your life and know that uh, you will be supporting the ministry of American Family Association is to... To give a gift to American Family Association and American Family Radio. Do you also deal with people who want to leave AFA in their wills? Yes, sir. That's exactly why they call. And that's why we also have another option besides a charitable gift annuity. People sometimes also call and do an outright gift or also leave us in their will. Now, when anyone calls in and asks to talk to you, ladies, will all of them talk in a Southern accent like you do? Yes, they will. <laughs> Call Riley Wildman at the AFA Foundation, 800-326-4543, extension 345, or visit afafoundation.net. This is Don Shank with today's global update from the Tide Ministry, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ on the radio in 30 languages worldwide. Since 1983, the Tide Ministry has been airing a single program in Zimbabwe called Amakuku Evangeli, which means precious gospel. Now God has opened the door for us to soon begin broadcasting 12 hours of gospel programming daily across Zimbabwe. This extended broadcast time is a result of a developing partnership with an educational organization called Enhanced Access to Great Learning Experiences. They will supply the broadcasting license and transmitter with the Tide Studio in Zimbabwe providing the labor equipment and production facilities and together we'll split 24 hours of daily broadcast time. This partnership is part of our 75th anniversary Diamond Vision to amplify ministry initiatives and bring glory to God as we steward His ministry. To learn more about the Tide ministry and our vision to tell even more people about Jesus in their own language, visit thetide.org. That's thetide.org. Strong to do me sing, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. We are glad to have you with us. I am Peter Rosenberger, and I I, I love that song with Gracie and, and Russ Taft singing that from uh, her her CD, Resilient. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, a lot of things that we do as caregivers, it's counterintuitive of for us to lean on these principles of Scripture when we're in the throes of caregiving. We're thinking, how does the joy of the Lord give me strength to do what I'm doing? How does that work? And that's what this show is all about, is is digging deep into that so that we too, as caregivers, can plug into that great strength, that that unfathomable, unquenchable, um, inexhaustible love of God that allows us to do what we do. If God doesn't build the house, the builder only builds shacks, Psalm 127 Two says, all right, let's go to the phone lines and see who knows the song and uh, who is who is engaged with this song. I just played the chorus. It was it was embarrassingly easy, so I know you're going to get this song. But all right, Jeff in Memphis. Jeff? Uh, hey, hey, Peter. I, I, I just wanted to call in. And Jeff, and good morning. Sorry about that. I had a little bit of. Hello? Sorry about that. A little connection problem there. Jeff, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you now. Thank you about that. Sorry about that. We had a little connection problem. Oh, that's all right. I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate your program and your love for the Lord and your wife. And uh, uh, God has blessed me with a wonderful wife, too. And, and I know the name of that song. All right. What is the name of this song? It's give thanks. Go ahead. Give, give thanks. thanks. All right, now what are you thankful? What are you thankful for today, Jeff? I am so thankful for the sovereignty of God over creation, providence, and salvation. Well, that's a great, great thing to be thankful for, and I'm glad you glad you knew that song. And and I appreciate very much you listening and the encouragement you give to me as I continue doing this show. I love that song, and um, and I, I know it's been a favorite to millions upon millions and millions of people. Uh, but it's one that um, that is particularly meaningful to me. And give thanks with a grateful heart. And um, so that thank you for that, Jeff. Thank you very much for getting that. Let me go to Margie in Texas. Margie, good morning. How are you feeling? Morning, Dr. Hosey. We are blessed. I've talked to you before. My mom is 107 well, May 6th. She loves the Lord with all her heart as well as her family. And I just want to say, keep on keeping on, Dr. Hosey, because we need you. Well, now, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not a Hosey. I'm Peter. Yes, you are, in a sense. And, uh, it's, but I'm not... I'm not a doctor. I, I I have stayed in the Holiday Inn Express, but I'm not a doctor. Um, but I I love that. And uh, I've been called Dr. Rosenberger. Well, many times in the hospital with Gracie, I've been called Dr. Rosenberger, and I tell them I'm a cranial proctologist. But don't 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 repeat that. Um, hey, I and, want uh, to but they they look at me kind of odd, but that's say. okay. Thank you, my No, I, I just I just let it fly. I remember one nurse just looked. Well, I told that to a nurse one time, and, and she said, um, are you a doctor? And I said, cranial proctology. And she just looked at me kind of funny, 
And then she started writing on her notepads, and I was like, I just let it fly. I didn't care. If she, if so, uh, but no, I, I, um, if she gets about crying, you know, she's a good girl. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, I just, I just, uh, do the best I can with what I got. But Margie, I appreciate you calling. What are you grateful for today? A hundred and seven year old mom who's a Christian from the, her toes to her head. She's fighting health now, but the good Lord knows where she's going, and so does she. Her name, her name is Mary. 107. About That's her, her to you before. Yes, ma'am. Well, happy birthday last month to her, 107. That's quite, yes, quite astonishing. You look at what's happening in her life since, since she was alive on this earth back in 1914. Yes, and, sir. Um, Gosh, I don't even know who was president by then. Garfield was president, or who was president back then? Um, Doctor, that was. Uh, I know what you said. I know what you said, but don't tell her that there's not a God. Don't tell her there's not a Jesus. Or you better find your way out. And that's the only way I know how to explain that her to you. <laughs> you ain't never had a whoop until a hundred seven year old woman tears into you. Yes. Is that what you're telling me? Um, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I want to say real quick, well, God bless you, because I know there'll be other callers coming in, but she listens to you as much as she can. She's fighting right now, but the Lord's fighting with her. So you just have a blessed day, sir. I, thank you. I will, and, and you do as well. And thank you so much for listening to the show and for calling. Give thanks. That is our song today. And you know it. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for me, for us. But now, the second part of that chorus, we, we repeat, most people repeat that. But a long time ago, now y'all don't say this to anybody, okay? Y'all keep this just here in the family, just real quiet like. But Mylon Lefebvre um, recorded that. And he added a couple of verses, I mean, a couple of lines to that. And it, um, I think he got in a little bit of trouble. Don't say this. Don't, don't repeat this at all. Okay. Just, just keep this twixt us. And, uh, because the, the writer of the song didn't, didn't like that, but I, I, that may be just an urban legend, but he put it. And now let the sick say, I am whole. Let the bound say, I am free because of what? the Lord has done for me. And I love that. Let the sick say I am whole. Let the bound say I am free. Let the bound say I am free because of what the Lord has done for me. Give thanks. Give thanks. And I love that because that is how we as caregivers push back on all these things. You know, it is hard to be miserable when you're being grateful. Did you know that? Try it sometime. Try to be miserable and then start being intentionally grateful and see what happens to you. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders only build shacks. If God doesn't guard the city, the night watchman might as well nap. It is useless to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? Now, 
as a caregiver, have you ever had trouble going to sleep? Have you ever stayed up late, as I said in the early segment, and just had a conversation with the ceiling fan? Well, your mind just will not shut off. How would you like a sure-fired, tested, proven, 100% way to push back against that and be able to go to sleep? How'd you like that? We're going to talk about that in the next segment. But if that song, if you know that song, and I think most of you do, but would you call in and tell me why that's important to you? 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And tell me what that means to you. Why is that important to you? What does it mean to you? And how does it help you as a caregiver? Because I think this is where our battle is for caregivers. It's not in all the crazy things that we have to do. And we do. But it's learning to retrain our heart to stay in a place of gratitude, to stay in a place of of giving thanks, even in the midst of these things, especially in the midst of these things, that we can give thanks for it. Is there something you're grateful for? And I have learned that in our life, you know, even in, in the countless hospital stays and countless rooms in a hospital, when, when songs like this would permeate through that, through the pain, through the, the, the anguish and the fear and all those kinds of things, and now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Why? Why are we saying this? Because of what he's done. And if we can retrain our eyes to see the bigger picture, if we can retrain our eyes to see beyond this and to anchor ourselves in something far more substantive than the immediate heartache that we're dealing with, it settles our souls and gives us the wherewithal to go to the next step or even to lay down and rest. See, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. And what does that mean to us as caregivers? Well, unless He is doing this through us, we labor in vain to do it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. Might as well take a nap because the enemy's going to come on. It is vain to rise up early. It's useless to rise up early. I'm just reading back and forth from these different versions and translations. It's useless to rise up early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. It's useless to do it. Now think about you as a caregiver. How many times are you working yourself to the bone? And it's useless to do it unless God is doing it in you and is doing this through you. You're fighting a battle you cannot win. You might as well be making sandcastles on the beach. It's going to overtake you. Is there something more going on? And this song says that there is. And now, let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. And now, let the sick say I am whole. 
And now let the bound say, I am free. This is how we strengthen ourselves and take on the next challenge that waits us, waits for us as caregivers. But it's retraining our mind. What does Paul say? Do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is how we do it. And it starts sometimes with a very simple song. If this song is meaningful to you, tell me why. 888-589-8840. We'll be right back. AFR and our listeners support the men and women of law enforcement. As the Bible states, we should accept those in charge of our country. It doesn't say though we might disagree, they do keep us safe. So prayers for their safety and their diligence and their decisions. Pray for law enforcement with American Family Radio. On the next Today's Issues. We appreciate hearing from you. You can send us an email at comments at AFR.net. I pastor a small church, so I have to have a full-time job on the side. Uh, when I try to feed the flock, y'all feed me, and I thank God for y'all. If you want to uh, watch the show live, you can go to Facebook or YouTube. Just type in Today's Issues, and you can also access the stories that we talk about. Don't miss the next Today's Issues. Weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio. Steve Russo with Real Answers. Within each one of us is the desire to do what we're told not to do. We try and see what we can get away with. Like who can resist a sign that says don't touch or stay off the grass or keep your hands and arms in the car at all times. The curiosity builds, we become tempted and finally give in. We all face temptation in one of three areas as a result of Satan or our own wrong desires. The lust for things, the lust for authority and power, and lust in the sexual dimension. How should you handle temptation? By allowing your relationship with God to prepare you to meet the temptation head on. When we are tempted, God will always provide a way out so we can stand up under it. Life is a spiritual battle. Arm yourself with Real Answers. Visit the Real Answers website for resources that can help. RealAnswers.com Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. How are you feeling? How are you doing? How are you holding up? I'm Peter Rosenberger, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. If you want to be a part of the show, we're talking about Psalm 127, 1 through 2. If God doesn't build the house, the builder only builds shack. <laughs> if God doesn't guard the city, the night watchman minus well. Take a nap. It's useless to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he, how he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? Do you need rest? I, I did a, um, a friend of mine is a Messianic rabbi, and he was on my show. We did a whole thing on grieving um, that a lot of people just really responded to, and you, I hope you heard it here on this on this show. And we're going to do another talk on this on Sabbath rest. And what that looks like from a from a Jewish mindset. What does what does that look like? Because this is a uniquely 
uh, Jewish thing that God did, a Sabbath, keep the Sabbath holy. Well, what does that mean? What does a Sabbath rest mean? But as caregivers, do we rest? Do we understand the concept of rest? I know I struggle with this. But if God doesn't do this, we're all the work that we're doing, and we sometimes push ourselves without even taking a rest, without doing anything, and we spend sleepless nights fretting and worrying over things that are, are, are pointless. We're not going to be able to change it unless God is involved with this. This is what the text says. And I, I, I gave you a teaser in the last section there that of uh, uh, what would we be what, what's a good way to fight back against the insomnia in the middle of the night? And I gave this tip to a friend of mine who wakes up every night in pain in the middle of the night and um, this and, and spends a lot of time in prayer. And this, I said, try this when you do this as well to see if. The, and, she, and she just thought it was a marvelous idea, and so she was going to try. So I'll, I'll, I'll follow back and see how she did. But a friend of mine told me about this, and it's a great technique. He said, start with the alphabet and go through the alphabet, every letter of that alphabet, and give thanks to something that starts with that, for something that starts with that letter. So, you know, you, you, you start with A, you go all the way through Z, and so it can get a little gnarly with Q, X, and Z, but there's a, um, uh, there's scriptures that can apply to that, and you can do something. If you get to Z and you're stuck, and you don't have anything that starts with a Z to be grateful for, then go to Zephaniah 3.17. And which says, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. My mom quotes that to me a lot. And 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 it's one of those things that it anchors us. But try it sometime and see it. And if you get all the way through and you're still awake, guess what? Go back and do it again. And do it again until you drift off. And let me tell you something. There's something about drifting off to sleep, being grateful, that will change your life. And this costs no money. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go see anybody. It's, there's there's no nothing involved other than you just laying there and being grateful. And you can you'll be amazed all the things that you can find in your life to be grateful. You know it's hard to be miserable when you're grateful. And I'm not discounting the pain that you're in, and the sorrow that you carry. We carry it too. We get it. Grace and I both get it. We understand it. And that's why I love it when she sings this song. And, and she sings it so beautifully. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks for the Holy One. He's given Jesus Christ his son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. But it's hard for the weak to start saying they're strong until they learn to give thanks and see what God has done to help transcend these things, knowing that this broken world we live in is being redeemed even as we speak. And we may not see all the things in this lifetime that we want to see, but it doesn't mean it's not happening. And it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And so we, in the meantime, we give thanks. Uh, Patricia in Jacksonville, about to, try that, by the way, with the alphabet, the gratitude alphabet. Patricia in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Patricia, good morning. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. And I love hearing that wonderful song, Give Thanks. And you and I have spoken one other time, and I related to you that um, I was married to a very intense man of God. And we had four sons, and then we got our only daughter, but she was born hydrocephalic. 
and wasn't expected to live. David held her up to the Lord and said, Father, thank you for giving us a daughter. We understand you're taking her back very soon, but if you would have us raise her to your honor and glory, you could give her back. And so he did. And I'm happy to report that Selah is 41 years old. So I want to I love the to name, tell, by the way. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> what else could it have been? We had actually picked it out for number four son. But when he popped out to be a boy, I thought to myself, hmm, I'm just going to store that one away. It's too good to miss. <laughs> so... Anyway, um, do you happen to know when Give Thanks uh, was first uh, recorded? That I do not know. Mm. Well, I'm, in my mind, I'm trying to remember when it came out and what my circumstances were. But uh, Sela was born in 1980. And I suspect that song must have come out a few years later when I was still very burdened with her care. And um, she, uh, it was just a touch and go thing for the first, oh, I don't know, seven or eight years of her life, we never knew when she would have a massive seizure and go to the Lord. So it was a very intense um, time for me. And I, David would always say to me, Patty, let's just give thanks. We have a daughter. We have a daughter. And we have four wonderful sons. And uh, later, at some point, I think it might have been like on her, oh, a significant birthday. Well, they were all significant. But in yes. any case, um, I can remember being in, the, in our congregation, and we were first introduced to that song, and it just became a theme song when I would get down and discouraged trying to manage the four boys and and having to care for Sila, it just became the theme of my life. Should I say more? <laughs> you should say everything you want to say. I'm just going to play while you sing it and while you, while you, while you just speak from your heart. Well, I, I, I really do. I mean, I remember the specific event, I mean, the time that I first was introduced to that song. And I remember just weeping, just weeping, because it, it so spoke to my heart. And that's... That became my way out of 
that that dark, um, heavy burden. Can I do this? I'm not a nurse. I can't do this. I have help. Selah had intercessors that came uh, five days, six days a week, actually, uh, from uh, one to four, and that allowed me to get out of the house and uh, do grocery shopping and errands and and then pick up my boys at school or preschool or whatever. And um, those intercessors would just uh, sit with her, turn her head, which was so large, uh, it weighed like a gallon of milk. And, And obviously she couldn't turn it. And she didn't get a shunt till she was two months old because the medical word was, this child can't possibly live. She's going to be blind. She will be deaf. It, at birth, they told us she wouldn't even be able to suck a bottle. But all of that proved wrong. So she learned to entertain herself. By the time she was nine months old, she was uh, always on her back on an air ring. But she would throw her body up and grab the soft sculpture mobile and just laugh and carry on. You know, I mean, she was (laughs) an amazing blessing and and of course my other concerns were what is this going to do to the boys we had been encouraged that you know not to bring her home when she was first born don't take her home your your other children will suffer and your marriage will fall apart and and your sons will go off the deep end and get involved in all kinds of horrible things. You can't possibly do this to your family. And, and this was 40 years ago. Sirs, sirs, I believe God. I believe and this God. Was, this was 40 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just let that be a reminder to you when people tell you to follow the science. We have a culture right now that thinks they know what they're doing, medically speaking, but unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. And you guys followed your heart with Scripture, sustaining you along the way. And 40 years later, what a testimony. What a story. And Patricia, I thank you for sharing this with us. You're somebody who's been in the trenches for a very long time, and you've done it. And uh, thank you very much for this. Give thanks with a grateful heart. And we're grateful for you this morning, Patricia. This is Peter Rosenberger. We'll be right back. Have you ever struggled to trust God when lousy things happen to you? I'm Gracie Rosenberger, and in 1983, I experienced a horrific car accident leading to 80 surgeries, 
and both legs amputated. I questioned why God allowed something so brutal to happen to me. But over time, my questions changed, and I discovered courage to trust God. That understanding, along with an appreciation for quality prosthetic limbs, led me to establish Standing with Hope. For more than a dozen years, we've been working with the government of Ghana and West Africa, equipping and training local workers to build and maintain quality prosthetic limbs for their own people. On a regular basis, we purchase and ship equipment and supplies. And with the help of inmates in a Tennessee prison, we also recycle parts from donated limbs. All of this is to point others to Christ, the source of my hope and strength. Please visit StandingWithHope.com to learn more and participate in lifting others up. That's StandingWithHope.com. I'm Gracie, and I am Standing With Hope. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, have you ever seen drawings of dinosaur-like creatures on rock walls left by the Indians? Yes, Chris, I have seen them, and they are amazing. People from every continent have drawn pictures and fashioned art objects after the likeness of dinosaurs. These predate our modern discovery of dinosaur fossils, proof that man and dinosaur lived together. Evolutionists, of course, dismiss these as fanciful dream tales. They believe that the amazing dinosaurs with all their internal complexity and the DNA code could evolve by chance random processes. Maybe it's easier to think that wind and water erosion produce these dinosaur pictographs on the rocks. I'm being fanciful, of course. But at least the back-to-Genesis viewpoint is consistent within itself. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Visit our web store at icr.org store and use the promo code FACT at the checkout when ordering your That's a Fact DVD. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver, and we're grateful for you uh, being a part of this show. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. And let's go to uh, Cheryl in Ohio. Cheryl, good morning. How are you feeling? Um, not too bad today. How are you? Well, I'm just precious. Do you have a radio on, Cheryl? No. Um, I'm just hearing a little bit of an echo there. Okay, hold um, on a second, just a minute. I took you off speakerphone, is that better? That's a little bit better, but I still hear an echo. But okay. the, go ahead, tell me what you got going on. Okay, well, I called you about a year ago this time, and you were so encouraging and you sent me the nice books and everything which I really appreciated my husband and I both appreciated so and I wrote you a nice thank you note which I've never mailed so maybe someday it'll get to you <laughs> that's anyway, okay I was, uh, <laughs> I, um, I'm a caretaker of my four grandchildren and um, my son um, is former soldier, so he's here too and struggling with a lot of issues. So he he's the one I believe had PTSD, correct? Yeah, yeah. How's how how is he doing? Oh, um, not too much different. 
Not and how are you doing? Well, you know, there's there's good and bad days. This has been a busy week. We had BBS, and I played the piano for two funerals, and <laughs> so it's been a pretty tiring week. But he took the kids to the park for me last night and got them ice cream, so I had a little bit of time to myself. So that was nice. There's, there's. I have a friend of mine that told me there's nothing that ice cream can't help make feel better. <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely true. It's very good medicine. Um, so, not yeah, necessarily good for us, but it does it does taste pretty good. I've got a uh, <laughs> a significant buzz on this phone. I'm going to try to put you on hold, see if I can come back to you here and see if we can clear the line. Is that okay? No, there it goes. No problem. No, it's still there. I'm not sure what's going on with that. But there's a significant buzz. I can just let you go. I just want to say thank you and and check in with you, and someday I'll get that mailed to you. You know what? You've you've done your part. Just I, I'm just grateful that the stuff got there to you, and you keep taking care of your grandchildren and standing in the gap for your son. And um, I know that this is hard. It's it's it, you know here's this young man who who signed up and put on the uniform. And um, a lot of the things that these young men and women come home with um, are lifetime issues of devastation. And uh, we, we are all well served to remember that families have to often step in the gap for these young men and women who put on the uniform just like they stood in the gap for us. And thank you for that, Cheryl, and thank you for, uh, for his life. And uh, and for these grandchildren that you're caring for, as your son struggles with with the journey that uh, that he does, and I do appreciate very much you you sharing that with us. And, and, and you know what? Take some time off today. It's been a stressful week, and if you need an ice cream cone, you need an ice cream cone. Okay, it's, and it's all good. Uh, Shirley in Mississippi. Shirley, good morning. How are you feeling? I'm great. I am very thankful for my pastor, who is also my my. We we have a prayer thing together, but this man and I'm not going to give you his name because he probably wouldn't want me to. He took care of his as well as he's a hospice person. He took care of his wife who had cancer for seven. I've never <laughs> seen a man do so much for one woman in my whole life. And and she came through it, and we're so grateful for that. And so that's what I'm. And I like that song. I've known that song because I'm old. I'm 85 years old, so well, I've probably <laughs> heard any song you ever put on there. <laughs> well, and 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 that's okay because those those songs that have some uh, a few years on them are the ones that stick with us, aren't they? That's true. But and, anyway, and thank you and good luck we, to keep. Well, up thank you very work. much. Thank you very much, Shirley. It's always a treat to hear your voice, and uh, thank you so much for that. I, I do love that song as well, and and we have, um, uh, you know, we have such a treasure trove in music that we have to to pull on, and that's why I do this. And I know that that you know, getting up early in the morning on Saturday mornings and playing the keyboard for you guys may may not be what what a lot of people would do for radio, but this is what I do for myself, and this is what I do for my fellow caregivers as a way of just calming us down and settling our hearts down so that we can face the day in a um, in a healthier manner. You know, healthy caregivers make better caregivers. 
And if we're not healthy, then everything we're doing is is for naught. We're just stressing ourselves out. This is what the scripture says. If God doesn't build the house, the builder only builds shacks. They labor in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, it says, and to retire late and to eat the bread of painful labors. Okay, it's vain to do all this. If you're just pushing yourself and pushing yourself and pushing yourself, it's vain for you to do this. This is what the text says. It is useless to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? Now finish the scripture with me. Come unto me, all you who are weary, and and I will give you, okay? And I know that a lot of you are mouthing those words. Sometimes you can't even say the words because the tears fill your eyes so much. I get that. I understand that. But still, the text says, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And rest is different than sleep. Okay? We can eventually get to sleep. We will fall over asleep. But rest is different. Rest is that confidence that this is not all up to you. Rest is that confidence of knowing that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. And guess what? He who began a good work in your loved one is faithful to complete it. That you can trust your loved one with him. You will be a good steward. You will do the best that you can as this. But you rest in the knowledge that know that. As they had the caller call in at the beginning. He's grateful for the sovereignty of God. And a lot of people get a little nervous start talking about the sovereignty of God. And they want to pick it apart or dissect it or get into free choice of this or whatever, free will. And you know, Okay, look. Put all that aside. If you, if you want to understand the sovereignty of God as much as we can understand as human beings, a pastor friend of mine gave me this great, great sentence. If he's Lord at all, then he is Lord of all. And that's, that's all I can process sometimes about the sovereignty of God, that he's Lord of all. If he's Lord at all, he's Lord of all even your loved one. And as this wonderful woman called a minute ago from Jacksonville Beach over uh, a daughter with hydrocephalic issues and, and uh, seizure issues and everything else, and the, and, the, and the medical community around her said, go home and I mean, just leave the child here. Don't take this child home. It'll ruin your life. Well, guess what? They were wrong. It didn't ruin her life. Nor did it ruin the life of her family. It was challenging. It still is. There are heartaches that we endure and carry. But ruining our lives? Wow. That takes an awful lot of faith to believe that something temporary can ruin your eternal life. And that's why I did the psalm this morning. Give thanks with a grateful heart because of what he's done for us. Now let the weak say, I am strong. Now let the poor say, I am rich. Now let the sick say I'm whole. Now let the bound say I'm free. This is what we do as believers to anchor ourselves in something eternal as we struggle with the temporary. And the temporary may last a lifetime. It certainly has for that caller. And it certainly has for Gracie and me. 38 years now Gracie's been hurt. But she still sings this song. 
Why? Because there's a greater truth that anchors us. If God doesn't build the house, the builders only build shacks. If God doesn't guard the city, the night watchman might as well take a nap. It's useless to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know how he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Right there in the midst of those late nights where you are struggling and a lot of hot tears are filling your eyes. Don't you know? How he enjoys giving rest to those he loves. And it takes a leap of faith to trust God is giving you rest in this, even though you are so discouraged. This is why I do the show. Because I'm speaking to myself here. And I spent a lot of nights just in turmoil. A lot of days, too because nobody was speaking this to me in a way that I could understand. And I'm determined that I'm going to do that now for you and for me. That is hope for the caregiver, that conviction that we can live a calmer, healthier, and dare I say it, a more joyful and restful life, even while serving as a caregiver. How do I know this? Because I'm in my 35th year of doing it. Go to hopeforthecaregiver.com, hopeforthecaregiver.com for more information. Download our free podcast. Be a part of what we're doing. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.